Okay, so we want to start out this conversation with some of the later aspects of Paticca Samuppada. The first thing that um, can be mentioned here is that uh, Paticca Samuppada is actually the Buddha's description of what happens in the mind on a step-by-step -step sequence of events that winds the mind up into a state of dissatisfaction. <laughs> All right. And that um, naturally along the way, we're going to learn that there are places that it can be tweaked so yeah. that it takes a different direction and the mind, mind does not wind up in, in suffering. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were asking about the word um, bhava and, and jati. Bhava is actually 10, 11, and 12. Bhava, uh, jati, uh, dukkha mm -hmm. are the last stages of it. But we can also see that in that concept of bhava, that things happen both very quickly and sometimes they also have the quality of building up. <clears throat> or, or let us say the process of going from one state to the other may have a buildup. Um, I thought that it happened lightning quick, or the whole process. It, I didn't think there was a buildup. Well, that's where we have to understand it is, is that Paticca Samuppada doesn't keep the same time frame that is if it were a march, okay? It's uh, okay, much, it's not a concept. It's there. much more like uh, in music, the word is rubato. Okay, I was okay. under the misconception that it was like, it would just happen again very quickly, but with different, you know, inputs. No, think of it as in fact that over the course of most people's lifetime, they move from house to house. Mm -hmm. So when you were born, your family lived in that house. Possibly by the time you're a teenager, they're in another house. And you move out of that house into uh, some other accommodations. And so in the course of one's lifetime, many people will have as few as one, two or three and others will have dozens and dozens of houses that they lived in. The important point is, is that at no time frame can we ever say that, oh, we have to make a rule now that people can only live in a house a certain amount of time and then they have to move on. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we can understand that that's the same way within the mind, that it's, 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 uh, there's a movement in there in the sense of time that the time doesn't all, in, in fact, even one's own heart rate, if you're understanding and watching your own heartbeat, you can see that sometimes it skips a beat. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's, that's normal. The doctors know that, that. they're different from a, the different kinds of arrhythmia that the doctors want to look for. But the fact that the heart is not at a regular beat all the time is an important quality, just like our breath is not. Mm -hmm. So so let's get that down, and now we can go back to that word jati uh, and bhava, that the, um, the representation of that um, 
in in Ataka that I have seen multiple times. In fact, some of my students have that Taka uh, reproduced on their wall. And it is the circle of Petitu Samupada. It is Tibetan in origin, but that it's common in Thailand. Mm-hmm. You would think that, oh, it's Tibetan, it's only Tibet. Oh, no, I know of at least six of them at Wat Suan Mok. Yeah. All right. And that um, there are some, um, because it's a pictorial um, representation, uh, the pictures that are there are, are supposedly only for the idea of it. And yet many people will see the picture and take it quite literally. <laughs> Where it's not literal. All right. And so this state of bhava on the uh, uh, this wheel of Petitu Samupada, this Tibetan wheel, is actually the, uh, the representation of a pregnant woman. <laughs> giving the idea that Baba is the pregnancy and then she gives birth. Right? And the birth is a birth into a hell world. Uh, so, uh, in, in that suffering, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like uh, I, a birth of an eye or like a... But it's right. It's not the birth of a an eye that is um, that is re- reincarnated. That this is not magical. No, no it's like this the... is actually, This is what happens. In fact, okay. But let's not only take a look at the eye that's reborn. Let's look at where it is in fact reborn. Because where it's reborn has to do with, let us say, the avenue it went down in clinging that there are four modes of clinging. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting then that there are also four hell worlds or four woeful states and that there is a great deal of um, overlap in, in the sense and we can look at it uh, in the sense that um, our materialism or our um, what is translated into the uh, out of the poly into English is called sensual pleasures or sensual desires. Now, sensual pleasures and sensual desires are not really what we're what's going on here. Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa was very clear that what we're talking about here is materialism and wanting things, wanting to eat, wanting money, wanting a girlfriend. Wanting a house, wanting a job, okay, material things. There is also a whole uh, classification that's quite humorous when we think of uh, spiritual materialism, that we turn spiritual ideals mm-hmm. into material objects that we want. Yeah. All right? Okay. I want to be enlightened. I want to have a past life experience. I want to be a soda pound. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be. You can hear the birth of the self in the desire in the sense that when we like something, here's how it starts off. At the feeling of Vedana, if we like something and we like it ignorantly, then we begin to grasp and cling, I want it. 
This is called Tanha. Yeah. Oh, so you were talking about, okay, I thought we had the six sense bases. Um, and that's like the feelings that we have, I guess, or like, uh, I don't know, the things that I would consider feeling like, oh, like I have a, uh, there's like touch or like all the sense doors. Um, and then there's like a positive or negative. It's like, oh, I want that. I don't want that. That'd be like a um, craving. And then clinging would be like uh, what there's four modes of clinging. And those would be like related to the um, four modes. Well, I guess like the four modes of um, craving, right? Right. Okay. Well, what you've done here with. I made a mistake. Sorry. Let's, let's distinguish two things. All right. Sensual input. Yeah. Sensual input. That happens. Sensual input is very early. Yeah. That's like after like what consciousness. Um, but then we'd have that the, is the, the sense bases. That's right. The consciousness is the conscious of the sense. Yeah. I thought consciousness was like the ability to know the senses. Precisely. Yeah, it's not like including these, yeah, well, the sixth one of the mind. Yeah. It would be kind of humorous that people would have thoughts and they're not conscious of it. Well, guess what? That happens. Yeah. Just like somebody can come into the room and you're looking in that direction, but you don't see them. Yeah. And so like what well, I guess like then we have the five aggregates that build on top of like consciousness. Well, consciousness is one of the five. Five. Right. Exactly. And then and we have can, contact that goes into feeling and the feelings just like one of the three, right? We have like, you know, this is like, you're learning this stuff really well. Congratulations. <laughs> I've been obsessed, well, not obsessed, but I've been trying to study or like try to get it down because it's kind of confusing. Okay. Well, but, let me go back and make that statement that I made before, which is so powerful and so important. This is not some dude's arbitrary set of things that, that are listed in order for our yeah. understanding. This is actually a description of the way the, your own mind works. The human mind works like this. And so basically by understanding this sequence of events, you're actually beginning to understand, at least intellectually, how your mind works. Yeah, and it's been like really helpful for um, my practice. Or yes, like, it um, is. I don't know, like there was in a... fact, it becomes your practice. This is the real practice. When people say, oh, I practice meditation or I practice even Anapanasati, I got to tell them, really, the real practice is the practice of figuring out how the mind works. Yeah, I was like it, meditating. Well, today I was, um, I was like, okay, faith, like, uh, or like, okay, I need faith or not, I don't know. I need that can do attitude that like there's an end to suffering, like, or mm -hmm. the, like the four noble truths are true. And then, like, um, I don't know, it got to a point where it was like pretty like bland. Um, and then I was like, oh, like, I guess I do need a meditation object so I can like have something to like, um, you know, attached to that I can kind of see what my mind's doing. I guess like the higher layers, like, so like go down the feeling mm -hmm. and then I can be like, okay, like I'm focusing on the breath. Am I clinging to breath? Like, am I um, craving breath? Or like, what's that feel like? Um, and now, right. like, I was like, oh, like the reason that we're doing like these things, it kind of makes sense within this framework. And I'm so clumsy with the topics, but it's like, oh, like, yeah. You're right about that taking an object or um, having an anchor. Let's putting it uh, this way in the sense of location. That if you are in the middle of town, 
walking around town, you can see a lot of people. You can see them fairly up close, but you're going to miss a whole lot of stuff. The further, in fact, that you are away from it, the less likely you're going to pay any attention to it. And so that town square can be full of people and you're not much aware of anything except the ones that are around you. Mm-hmm. Now let's go stand that, uh, in that same situation on the top of one of the nearby buildings so that we can look down upon this square and we can see the comings and goings of people. You can yeah. see that, th- that this kid is dancing with his mom in his hand, uh, holding his hand into the tour store and then walk out really disappointed. Different child, same yeah. body, same clothes, different person. He walked in with anticipation and he walked out with disappointment. All right. So we can look at it in, the, in that sense also, is that anchor is to pull us away from that which we're looking at. A really yeah. funny way of saying it is, is that the um, uh, the biomedical engineer scientist is not going to be able to get understand much about what's in the petri dish if he is in the petri dish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the anchor gives you a way to look at the look like your relationship with it, or like with the things that are going on around it. Because mm-hmm. it's hard when you're just flitting back and forth between like whatever pops into your head, I guess. Exactly. And then within that, I can be like, oh, like, am I feeling the physical sensations of breath? Or like, um, or am I feeling like what I'm thinking about the breath or whatever? Like, there's some discernment, like, to kind of discern what's going on in your head, which seems very important to like right. depend on origination. In, in the beginning and continuing throughout the practice, we use the breath as the anchor yeah all right however let us look at this part about pasa or contact yeah okay bhikkhu buddha dasa talks about it as wisdom at the point of contact so that we will be wise and knowledgeable about what we feel why we feel it how we feel it etc like that because we were there for uh, the uh, contact that that impression made. What impression? The internal representation of what we're doing with our senses. Mm-hmm. The internal, okay, so we have the atana, which is the, the sense base, including the mind door, there's six sense bases. That's the atana. The salayatana is the internal sense base that we put together as a unified thing that we can call a concept, we can talk in an image, we can talk about an idea, we can call it a thought, but whatever it is, that's what it is that hits us. So if I see an object out there, so if I see an object out there, it's what I do with it. Then the collision can lead to, well, after content. So a new analogy is, is that someone is standing in a crowd and gets bumped. Mm-hmm. And they have a particular reaction to that bump. What reaction are they going to have? What react if somebody gets bumped when they're they'll standing in the crowd? Pardon? They'll be aggravated. 
Why? Why would they be aggravated? Well, they Why? might get aggravated. They might not. I guess it would depend on the size of the impact. Depend ooh, upon ooh, ooh. what? Answer my question. Depend on how hard they bounce. Uh, how about um, the perception of how hard they were bumped? Yeah, the perception of how, how, uh, yeah, I guess like wherever they're at that day, it could be a little bump that would set them off or depends on the context, the, the things that happened before that. Ah, <laughs> finally we get around to it. The things that happened, in fact, and if this is the 19th time that you've been bumped, you may lose your cool. Why? Because 18 times before, whittled away at my joy. Mm -hmm. Okay. But some people don't have any at all. And the first time they get bumped, bang, they're out of it. Yeah. It yeah, it depends. <laughs> all right. Now, here's the question. When people get bumped, they know it. But they don't know it with wisdom. They just merely know it, which means that whatever that bump was associated with, feelings will arise. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some people may, in fact, be expecting a bump from their lover. And finally it comes and they get all gushy and I'm smiling. I know that my girlfriend has just bumped my shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Or that same bump can be felt as being aggressive mm -hmm. or that same bump can become confusing. What the heck is going on here? Why are people bumping me, etc.? Ah, so we have with one bump, we have three different possibilities of a feeling, but if we have wisdom, at that point of contact, that bump. Because right now I'm actually intentionally confusing the consciousness of a physical bump with the bump that actually occurred in the mind that's really closely associated with the actual getting bumped, but it adds something to it. It adds Sankara to it. So it's not just a bump anymore. Now it's loaded down with girlfriend or a stranger or um, a mistake or uh, all of those possibilities have been thrown into the mix. In other words, the human who gets bumped is trying to make sense out of getting bumped. Yeah, I guess like what the problem or my confusion is that like these links Okay, so like, yes, the, you know, contact can lead to um, feeling, which will be uh, without wisdom could lead to craving um, or like a uh, yeah, craving and then um, clinging um, and the birth and whatnot. Um, but there's no space between the steps. So like when we talk about like, oh, somebody getting bumped, like it feels like there's a, you know, something going on in that link. Um, yes, and that confuses but me. you can also see that there's got to be a little bit of time in there that things don't happen simultaneously at the nanosecond level. Yeah. All right. That I'm not barking my head off the instant I get bumped. I'm the one to start barking my head off three seconds or five seconds later. 
Yeah, so I guess like we have something that's not consciousness mm -hmm. and this is able to like observe this process of like dependent origination somehow or like it happens within that. And so like we go through the, you know, well, we don't go through the links. There's like the presence of these links um, that all depend on each other and in their presence of like, I don't know, six or all 12, then means, I don't know. I mean, there's like this, there can be like six of them, there can be 12 of them, or there can be none of them or something like that. Um, and so like where that's like point of contact stage, then I guess we'd have like everything up to that state. And there's like this thing around it that would have wisdom and be able to look onto this and be like, okay, like we're going to have a, I don't know, act skillfully and not act skillfully. There's no, I guess like I'm trying to think like, is it the presence of these things like all together? Um, that causes the, like the arising of these things or can like I watch all of them at, or is there something that can watch like all 12 of them at the same time um, and then be able to see like the nature of things or like, I feel like I'm kind of ranting and rambling and not making any sense. All right. But I guess Let's it's like that link like between this. each other that confuses me. Let's answer that like this. That when you're in the kitchen, intention and the ingredients and the knowledge of how to make a cake. Okay. There is a certain sequence of events that you have to go through. For instance, you have to break the eggs before you put them in the bowl. But you didn't. But it doesn't matter whether you put the milk in the bowl first and then the eggs. Okay. Right. So yeah, we can okay. we can have there all the ingredients first. That, okay. Right. But if we that, don't bake a cake with it, then it would just be left at that. Right. Exactly. And so um, basically, going back to that original statement, when we begin to use Paticca Samuppada as a map, the map itself, regardless of how sophisticated a map is, a satellite map or anything like that, uh, I got clear example of that, is, is that sometimes the trees, um, with uh, the, the dark greens and whatnot like that, that people can look at a set of trees and they don't see anything except the trees. Mm -hmm. Where other people who know that there is a house there can look and they can see that house because they know it's already there. Mm -hmm. We know that that house was not torn down, that we were there, you know, in 1975, we were there in 1990, we were there last week. And, some and that house has been there, okay? So we know that it's there. And yet on the satellite, no one can see the house because yes. the trees are obscuring it. And yet if you know what you're looking for, you can get at least uh, pieces of the roof to guarantee, yeah, that that's a black roof. It's between these trees. It looks like the trees are just trees, but in fact, there's a house there. All right, so the reason I'm using that um, analogy is because um, the map, the satellite image, is not the territory. Any city map that you have will not have all the things that are in that territory. Okay, an example of that is, is that most maps are street maps, but they don't show where every building is. 
Most maps are street maps, but they don't show where the electric power is. It doesn't show where the water lines are. It doesn't show where the internet cables are going. It doesn't okay. show the sewer. All right. Maps are always um, a pictorial presentation to get ourselves oriented in the territory. Yeah, I see what you mean. So, like, we can, if there's like clinging or like if there's contact, then we can kind of like know that, oh, yeah, there's like going to be some tree, you know, before, you know, before contact, there was like, I don't know, I forget uh -huh. what precedes that, but. But there's okay. that thing, and like I know that like that can progress into this thing, and so it's like kind so, of a map, like we can get our bearings using that. Right. So the Paticca Samupada teaching is a map that leads out a lot of detail that you can know about, and then you're trying to put the detail that you know about into the map of Paticca Samupada and the stuff that you're detailing in your own mind with these questions are actually not in the map itself, but you can find where the stuff that you are experiencing fits on the map. Yeah, I guess you can put it on yeah. the map. You can get to, oh, yeah, now I know where that stuff comes from. Here's my map. It's right there. Just like, um, in fact, um, um, let us say that the map that we're uh, or the territory that we're looking for is that we've got to uh, to find a natural gas line because we're going to make a um, a junction, and the pipe is already buried in the ground, but we're going to have to dig it up, right? Guess what? The pipeline company who laid that pipeline they have maps of where those lines are, mm -hmm. and they're the ones who are most likely going to dig it up, right? So. The guy uses the map to get in the vicinity of where that pipe is, but he may have to dig around a bit to where he actually locates it. But once he locates it, it says right there. There it is. That clarifies a lot because I've been confused about like, OK, there's these links, like how do we break them? But that's not what this is for. This is a map describing kind of the processes and like, I guess, how the uh, different states relate to each other um, mm -hmm. and what they're necessarily dependent on. I, they're like mile markers or like goalposts, or not goalposts, they're things that we can look at and have a bearing to right. understand what's going on. Right. So we're not just so the, left in confusion. And then we begin to understand through the map how our own mind works. Yeah. So that yeah, we can understand, so that when then we can really truly understand by using it, by putting it into use, this point that Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa is so intent upon, and that is pasa, that point of contact. Yes. Okay, that and I use the example of a physical bump because that's also a contact. Mm -hmm. Except that the contact that we get from that bump in the mind is not exactly the same as the actual contact. Yes. We want to make something out of it. We want yeah, to so understand it. Made a mental than, image of what that bump is. Right. We want to know why, what is that? Okay. Yes. But it's also possible that people are alert. And so when they get bumped, they make nothing of it. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
An example of that is getting on the elevator. People expect to get bumped when they're on the elevator. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they make nothing of it. That's wisdom at the point of contact at the natural level. I see. Yeah. Okay. We make nothing of it. Because we know the circumstances. That's a wise feeling. That comes from the feeling at that point of contact when that bump happened is it doesn't mean anything at all. In this context, all right. So we could say it like that, that this wisdom at the point of contact again is not a highly developed skill. Nor is it magical. It's just a way to start paying attention to what's going on, but. And here's where the whole thing comes in, is that when we're out living our lives, a lot of stuff contacts us. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the skill to keep track of everything that contacts us. And so some things slip by ignorantly, and we wind up in bad feelings for that. And so we get ourselves into seclusion, get away from the world so that we can... um, Lower the number of contacts. Yes, because it's okay. We can lower it. Okay, when you say contact, so okay, I feel like I can sit down and I can be like, okay, well, if the aim is to notice at the point of contact, then I could, well, first of all, start noticing and be like, oh, well, that's feeling there. That's not contact. I can cast that out. Okay, let me say it like this then. Let us talk about someone sitting down in the meditation with the idea that they're going to watch the breath. Mm -hmm. But they don't, and the mind wanders away. Okay, wandering mind, monkey mind they call it, which splits from this to that to the other thing. Okay, each one of those thoughts in that particular instantaneous thought moment was a contact and that every time the person missed it until they woke up with sati and then they say okay now we have mindful at the point of contact this is in fact a hindrance that just contacted me yes okay so this is how patita samupada that point of contact is the, the the standing ground for the guard. Mm-hmm. That point in Paticca Samapada uh, between the Salyatana and the feelings is that point where it actually impacts us or contacts us. We want to be able to stand guard over that. Yes. Which means then that when we get back into the world, we're going to be standing over and guarding a whole lot of things that contact us. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Right that poem die. Okay. See you. All right. So that was a lot of contact right in that time. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on there. And so this is the this is why we look at it from a different perspective than most people do with meditation. They think about going deep really deeply investigating, like with a microscope. Okay. All right. To where this is not like a microscope. 
This is much more like a fisheye lens to open up so that we can, in fact, um, the openness is already there. What we're talking about is how often can I be at that point of contact? Am I going to be awake when things contact so that the feelings that are generated will not be ignorant feelings? Yeah, I guess the confusing part of me is discerning what point of contact it is versus feeling versus, uh, yeah, or like, I, I guess like my impression of feeling was like. Your impression, that's it. Yeah. That's contact. Um, the impression. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, yeah. Some so, things impress us more than others. Some things impact us at a deeper level or a slight level. Some things impact us, but we're not even aware of it. In fact, most things impact us and we're not even aware of it. Okay, so this we can notice the sense bases. Those would be like, those are things that we can consciously like know. Mm -hmm. And so that would mean we'd be able to discern that from contact. I guess, since it builds mm -hmm. on top of that. And then feeling something that I'm misinterpreting in my head, like I'm in that feeling has very like, it's like, a, I'm sorry, uh, mm -hmm. the, it's one of the three things. It's like either, you know, liking it, not liking it, or being neutral to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're saying. Actually, no, 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 here, that's different. You use liking it, not liking it, or neutral. It's not a neutral feeling. That's one of the biggest mistakes that has oh. come out of Buddhism. Yeah. It's not a neutral feeling. It's a feeling that is mixed with good and bad, so that we don't know whether we like it or we don't like it. We're confused by it. Okay. But it still impacts us. If it didn't impact us, there'd be no feeling at all. So we want to look at the point of contact before that arises. But that is something that we can like centrally. Well, that's something we can discern. Right. Well, actually, a good place to start with that then is at the feelings themselves as the feelings arise. Yeah. Because contact is very fast. So it contacts us and then the feelings arise. How soon in that feeling can you get your sati? Yeah. So, like, help. And I guess, like, the closer we get, then the closer we are to the actual sense consciousness, mm -hmm. right? So that you can deal with the world wisely rather than dealing with the world through our feelings about the world. Yeah. So, how close we can get to the contact. And you're saying that contact can be big, like, can be really big, can be really small. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, and the closer we get to that, then yeah, we could see then the closer we are getting in the sense bases, but we're trying to have a big picture of it. We're not trying to like look at it with like a microscope. Um, we're trying to see like, I guess, all of the points of contact, that, or not all the points of contact, but we're not trying to zoom in really hard to it. We're just trying to I don't know. Could you elaborate That's on that a little right. bit? This is, this is not a zooming in. Yeah. This We're is not trying to like, notice guard. the feeling and see what the feeling is. 
composed uh -huh. of. We're trying to just like big picture, right. like there's feeling there. Oh, there's like contact there. Oh, there's senses there. But not Here's getting an example to of it. that zooming in that we I can see it. Let me give this example. Imagine that you're the army guard and you're standing at the guard post. All you have to do is look at someone and check his identification. You do not have to go through his pockets. Yeah. All right. You do not have to go to that level of investigation. And many people do. No, this stuff. We want that to go through. We won't let it go so that we can be ready for the next thing. If we start digging down in somebody's pockets, half a dozen folks are going to go by. Yes, we want to see. Yeah, because I guess what if we get too deep into it, then what we're going to attach to it, it's going to be easier to get. Mm -hmm. I guess attached might not be the right word. But yeah, if we get closer to it, then it'll be harder to see. Uh, dang. Yeah, I guess like. Why are we trying to zoom out as opposed to zoom in? Don't want to do any zooming at all. OK, so there is no action. <laughs> well, I mean, OK, so then we want to stand guard. We want to stand guard, but you're saying we want to have. It's not that we want to like look closely at it or look farther away from it. We just want to be able to see it. You're not saying that there's a action to take or anything. I'm sorry, do you see where I'm a little bit confused that I guess like it seems like you're there's like you're making a call to action like, oh, we we want to look at this in a certain way in that certain way is in is like a, way. a zoomed out fashion. What? Right. In, well, in, in a way, right. Um, what I'm looking for is disassociation. Yeah, we don't want to be identified with it. Right. It's not we me. We don't want to let it's... that turn into I need that. Uh-huh. So That's... we want to look at it just as it is, not in like a super. Oh, now I understand where you got the idea of Zoom. Yeah, where? When because I gave the analogy of being in a crowd and not being able to see much versus getting away from it. Yes. And you call that zooming out. So now yeah, I sorry, that's why I'm saying Zoom is because okay. we had these like two different perspectives and I, I thought you were like asking me to change perspective. Well, in that regard, OK, we'll do that. Okay. One is being in it, which would be then really close inspection or zooming in as opposed to no, let's pay attention to what's going on. Mm -hmm. Let's pay attention to what's going on, which means to let's pay attention to a whole lot of stuff that's going yeah, on. We'll relax that we, we won't like. Yeah, like what you're saying is like if we, you know, try to look at it really closely, then we're identifying with it, but we want to disassociate. We want to not be identified with it. We want to not lead to feelings of I or like I need that or I want that. Right. Yeah, sorry for that confusion. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I'm back. Uh, so we want to go ahead. So we want to observe what's happening there. 
at the point of contact. Just know, right. just like kind of whatever know it what's is going contact on. Contact. Be aware of what's going on. We want to have uh -huh. like the Saudi or the um, the ability to like see what's going on in our minds, right? And we want to observe that point of contact and like see where like um, what the feeling arises, and then later craving and um, attachment. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to associate with, sorry you were just getting that we don't want to associate with it we want to look at it from like a neutral perspective kind of mm -hmm. right um the 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 whole idea of petit samapada has to do in fact the words itself means dependent origination hmm. uh, and that we often give the analogy of dominoes falling and yet we have to also understand that um, where at the level when people begin to understand it and become confused, what they become confused about is often the kind of feedback loops that are associated within the mind. You see, the mind's actually quite complicated, quite complex. Mm -hmm. And that we, you, we have language like working ourselves up are working ourselves into it. We can actually do that with that bump, okay? Um, that we, let us say, we can work ourselves up into uh, the statement of what the hell, you know, like tough. Sure, but yeah. that may not be the original action. The original action uh, response, I feel the bump, it is. Mm -hmm. and then we start to have thoughts about the people who are around me. Maybe there's an enemy there. Okay. And so there may be, in fact, several rounds of mind moments that build up a bigger contact than the original initial one. Yes. And that that was because of confusion. In other words, the original thing that happened was... Wow, I've had so many calls today. <laughs> so the build-up is repeated contact, right? It's repeated. Okay, so the initial contact was I got bumped and I didn't know what it was, so I became confused. And so now I start to think about it. Yeah. That's another uh, process that uses yeah. more Sankara, more perception, comes up with a new uh, thing that gives us a new feeling, which may also be confusion. So we go back again. But we're like constantly being like cut in that caught from ignorance. Here. Yeah, but we're constantly going through this path. Uh -huh. Constantly, but we're very quickly going through this path. Exactly. Um, and while and, we're doing that, we're spiraling down into the later parts of Patija Samapada. Yeah, I see. I thought uh, so when we were first talking about like, okay, like, hey, this can happen. Well, I mean, sure, like maybe it can happen at like a variable rate in time. Like I thought you meant that like. Oh, we could stretch the um, like you know that build up is happening in like one line, but it's really like you know we've forked off like another like mental object or something like that, and that's made contact, and like we've gone through this whole cycle until it can feel like a building up, but just mm -hmm. because we're looking at it more broadly, we're not trying to look at it too closely. Exactly, exactly. Yes. But it's the we're same going all the way down, but it's just like. Um, you know, it just so, takes the appearance uh, like of 
so as this cycle, this cycle of feeling and thinking and feeling and thinking happen, that actually then is the process of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and in fact, which means the more we cling, the, the closer we are to being born in hell. Mm-hmm. So that when we finally are clinging enough, now we're in that hell state. Yeah. Which I use with the example of the term, what the hell, which means yeah. now we're in it. But if and we know that we can return to the breath, then, you know, we can right. walk a couple of those back. Or we could actually wake up and, and look. Yeah, we could wake up and look. We could notice uh-huh. we're in the hell realm. You'd be like, oh, that's cool. Or uh, hopefully <laughs> even before then. Yeah, hopefully before then. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, so, yeah, thanks. So, yeah, we go through this very quickly and it can feel like a cycle, but it's really mm-hmm. just the same process happening very, like, over and over and over. Um, and, you know, feel or like looking at the point of contact, that's just like a um, good place to start. Is that kind of right. what you're saying? Exactly. So let us look at what the imagination is, is that every tiny little mind moment is like adding more weight, picking up something heavy and putting it on the back of the truck. Yes. All right. And if we keep doing that, then that truck is going to get heavy on the really back end of it, and the front end is going to come off the ground, and all of our stuff is going to uh, crash land. All yeah. right. So that's a way of looking at it, is each little tiny mind moment will add stuff up, which is actually now... Uh, the giving the nutriment to the hell realm until it has that point of tipping. Until it turns into full-blown. And then, then, then we're in a full-blown Sorry. hell world. I am angry. I am frustrated. Yes. Okay, so in fact, there may be a lot of mind moments in there and a lot of spinning. At one time, um, with a student who was, who was here, we actually started to draw a diagram about all, not just taking, you know, this goes here, all 12 steps, and then we could see, no, there's a feedback loop there, and there's a feedback loop there, and the more we studied it, the more feedback loops we could find in there. Yeah, yeah, there's feedback there's a, loops within this, so, like, we could affect our, I don't know, like, if I thought about the feeling, or something, if the, especially if the feeling... Up. The feeling, especially as the feeling of um, confusion, will get the mind in a per- uh, consciousness perception, salayatana, leaving more confusion, another cycle, another cycle. Now we start digging in and bringing in more information from the past to try to figure it out. We come up with wild hair ideas and things like this, you see, to try to get ourselves out of that feeling of confusion we don't like it yeah yeah we're trying to we're like seeking there's that ignorance that we're trying to seek our way out of and the way we then mm-hmm. that but know, if we through. were wise to the fact that we were feeling confused and working ourselves up getting confused we can say hey i don't need that okay yeah in the yeah we can say we don't need that and like i don't know i guess like one of the reasons you don't tell me things to do like it's not the seven steps you need to take to get enlightened it's the seven factors of enlightenment is because whenever you say do that then there's like an 
ego involved in that. So like if I try to do something during meditation, then like I have already decided to like build that. Well, then there's a point of contact on me wanting to be enlightened or whatever. And then mm-hmm. like my feeling, then I have a feeling of I need to like do this, like to be enlightened or whatever. So we look at these like bigger feelings like um, sati or something like that. Um, notice those as we like hold onto the object. And then that helps us kind of walk our way out of dependent origination. Is that vaguely? Is that? I'm sorry, I said too many things. Let's say it like this. That. What's the. For most people, what's the most important thing to them? An individual. Their life, probably. Himself, right. His own life is the most important thing he has, okay? Which, what we're talking about here, if you understand it that way, we can see that the self-preservation instinct, that instinctual feeling of keeping us alive, Actually, if it's ignorant, becomes extremely heavy. Yes. It be, we become important. We think ourselves important. I am important. In fact, I am the most important thing in my whole life. In fact, I'm the most important thing, period. But that I you're talking about is like the five aggregates plus all these other things that aren't actually. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the delusional okay. people yeah. who are selfish. They sure. are in this state of I, and that I is heavy. Yeah. It's a delusional state, which means that the heaviness is delusional. But they are still weighting themselves down with very delusional, heavy ideas. That, mm-hmm. in fact, the more things important, then the heavier one's whole life is. For example, for you and me, it's not important for us to be president. That's true. If it was important for you to be president, look how much of a burden you've just picked up. Yeah. I am president. Not they, that, that one is president or a president is out there or a president doesn't matter. A president is nothing. All right. Mm-hmm. No, it's I am the president. And when we have that kind of uh, understanding, things are very heavy. Yeah. Well, also, the function of the I is to maintain itself, which means that it has to be active. It, mm-hmm. it gathers things together for protection. It gathers the herd to protect it. It makes a territory so it can get protected. It gets yeah. weapons. It gets tools so that it can be protected, etc. like this. So it's doing so that by the, adding to the little feedback loops you're talking about. Okay. Well, basically, no, I'm talking about it in in a broader sense rather than at the moment in the mind. But that's true also. Any particular mind moment when that person is feeling insecure, then he'll look for something to make him feel secure. But if he were wise and when he felt insecure, he would say, oh, well, there's nothing to be insecure about. I'm fine. Let's just drop that feeling of insecurity. But if he is ignorant, then he will take that insecurity as a sign that he's got to go do something. So the self then winds up being very active, doing this, doing that, doing the other thing. And our whole lives, in fact, in Western society is all about what we're out there doing. Mm -hmm. But if you are not selfish 
if you're not afraid, then there's not much to do. No place to go, nothing to do. And you become less and less selfish because you're doing less and less. Because what we were doing had to do with or manufacturing the self. And basically what we were doing was is once we find ourselves in a hell world, we don't know how to get out of it wisely. And so we go instinctual instead. Yeah. All right. So if I'm in hell, I need to go start manipulating my hell. I got to make a better place out of this hell I'm in. Yeah. Okay. So now the mind is spinning in. How can I fix the hell I'm in? And none of that is wise. We have to feel like we got to defend ourselves, like we got to join a herd, we got to go do something, we got to go along to get along, we got to go get some material possessions, we got to get all dressed up for battle, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, it's going into the preservation of me. Self preservation mode, precisely. Yeah. But the wisdom is. I don't need to preserve anything. It's, it's, it's by itself already. It doesn't... <coughs> excuse me. It doesn't need my help. Yeah, and I guess, like, my question was, like, okay, yeah, you, you brought up ignorance, like, oh, we, like, ignorance, like, leading to, like, okay, how do we solve this? And, like, leading to, you know, this self that's, like, continually um, trying to survive. Um, and so the path out isn't like me, like I trying to look for that ignorance Precisely. because like I can't find that ignorance if I just like close my <laughs> eyes and look real hard for it because I'm like fulfilling, uh -huh. like I'm doing that thing. Like I have that self that's like, oh, I'm suffering. Like, how do I get out? All right. Is that so we can so say that? that, sorry, that yes, this is exactly question. correct. Let me state it like this for some clarity. And that is, is that the average person sees their average life as a problem. One problem after another, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to, you know, you know what it's like, all right? So they have a problem, and the ignorant mind is in the situation of, oh, you've got to solve that problem. Let us go find the way to do that. Let's go and do. Let's go find a way to do the problem. Wisdom is... You don't have a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we're meditating, you don't have a problem. Yeah. If I'm thinking like, oh, I'm really, I'm stuck in the 11th link. I need to do this trick to get down to like the 10th link or I don't know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Then I'm trying to do something. But that's not what dependent orientation is about. Like you said, it's a map that kind of just shows us how things are. So mm -hmm. our path is like noticing, you know, when we're constructing the self and then just deciding out of wisdom probably to do nothing or something like that. And then yeah, we have this other way the mirror. The wisdom is, is that all this feeling that I have does not require any action. So we can notice that we have like that can-do attitude, but we're not trying to, I mean, I guess we can kind of will it because we're in suffering still or whatever, but... The goal would be to just observe that we're not trying to do anything by not doing anything, then the faith would arise. 
I would say yes and no, because we do want to make the judgment, is this wholesome or not? If it's not wholesome, it's going to keep me stuck in hell or take me into hell. And we don't need to put this back in. Right. And so we want to remove the kinds of things that take us towards hell. Yeah, because we're still on that. We still have like a constructed that can do those sort of things exactly and, and that that whole process is to be weakened yes. so the wisdom then at the point of contact is is that oh this feeling is not really important so we're getting closer to so like, yeah like in the beginning we can take these because there's an eye but the closer mm-hmm. we get to point of contact it's going to be a less strong, like it's going to be and like the, a, and the feelings don't mean anything anymore. You're going to be doing this less, see, doing something. Right, you're just doing certain. less. Exactly. This is the this is the action that leads to the end of action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's the action that leads to the end of action. It, this is one's right effort. There is effort involved to, and, and sometimes the effort is. To wait a minute, hold on, slow down. Okay, we need yeah. to actually take that restraint to restrain ourselves, because um, uh, when we see something and we like it, we want it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that wanting then can be restrained so that we don't have to go into clinging. Yes. If the clinging is there, then uh, we're in now. That clinging becomes repetitive in the sense that we build it up because I want it, 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 and I cling for it, and I grasp, and I plan on how to get it, and I put on a suit and some makeup, and I get a mustache, or I cut my hair, and all of that kind of stuff, you see. And that's the buildup of the clinging that winds us being completely disappointed when we're told no or whatever. Yeah, right? there's a whole buildup that was had a lot of clinging to it. Now we can take of this clinging in in um, in a particular way that when we have a feeling of I like it, then the first ignorance is is that I like it, therefore I want it. But there is a deeper level of ignorance that can be there, and that is is that I like it, therefore it must be good. And you mm-hmm. can see that all over the place in the sense of um, not in my backyard or uh, another one is not invented here. In other words, this company really likes this idea. But, but the guys who work in this con- company are going to sabotage that good idea because it wasn't their idea. Yeah. Okay, so not invented here is is part of that syndrome um, that, in other words, we only like things or we only think things are good if we like it. So it's like, that's not my, like, that's not mine. Therefore, it's not good. Yeah, Yeah, it's, yeah. It's hard. Being like, that's not mine. Mm hmm. But that, but that kind of not, that's not mine is ignorance. And in fact, is ignorantly, in a way, not liking it. Now, uh, 
I use it quite often. The statement that uh, Achan Semedo made to Achan Cha at that uh, ceremony where all the young Thai ladies were all dolled up. And Achan Cha asked Achan Semedo, what do you think? And Achan's answer, Achan Semedo's answer was, I like it, but I don't want it. Yeah, because okay. he's noticed he had the wherewithal then. Uh-huh. So that gives all the Dhamma dudes permission to go ahead and like all the beautiful women that they see, but you don't want any of them, really. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that liking because that liking is wise liking. It does not go from the liking into the wanting. Okay. So there can be, I, yeah, there can be a wise action there because right. you're not the, moving The liking forward. is wise, exactly. But if it's not wise and it goes into wanting and it goes into clinging, and that clinging basically is just a, a stronger and stronger wanting. And that stronger wanting gives then birth to the hell world, like the Prita, uh, which can't get no satisfaction. So, okay, yeah, that's yeah, the can... hungry ghost. The Prita is the hungry ghost, and we, and we go into the state of hungry ghost because we're not being satisfied. Now, when that yeah. becomes one's modus operandi, then you can say that his life sucks. His life sucks because he spends all of his time sucking. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's sucking, trying to get stuff, sucking it up, sucking it up. Materialism, right? Spiritual materialism, goods, whatever. I got it, I want it, I want it, I want it. But that kind of lifestyle sucks. Why? Because he doesn't ever get anything that's truly satisfying. Everything he gets, he's only momentarily satisfied with, and then it's lost. So we can be wise at the point, what is that, tanha of liking or tanha of craving? Sorry. We tanha, can be, the tanha is the wanting. The vedana yeah, so be, is the liking. Oh, okay, so we can be wise at the point of liking and say mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I don't have to let this, well, I mean, I'm using common language, I don't have to let this progress into craving. I can be wise and just let it be liking. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could... You know, if I notice, I could be like, oh, I'm at the point of contact. I don't have to let this progress in the feelings or like mm-hmm. I don't have to do the thing. Like I don't have to crave or I guess like I don't have to feel. Right. It's not so and, much that I don't do something. It's just the absence of moving forward, I guess, in the chain. Sorry, that's poorly worded, but. OK, so yeah, the same I mean. thing like, you then... can be you can be in each of these like things, but you can be wise about it. You don't have to be, you know, just let it bulldoze forward. So the wisdom here then is the sati waking up, looking at it to see what's really going on. That's the major component of wisdom. And then having the right effort to restrain ourselves and the development of the attitude of, hey, I can handle this kind of stuff. This is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I like her, but I don't want her. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we can also see that happens in, in the opposite way, in the sense of someone uh, that you know 
you know him because of the kinds of things that he's famous for saying. And you don't like what he's saying. Yeah. Therefore, ignorantly, you don't like him. Yeah. Because you don't like what he is saying. Therefore, he comes and he says one of those things that you don't like. And now you're in an argument with him because not only do you not like what he said, you don't like him too. Mm -hmm. And do you see all of the ignorance built into that? Yeah. But the right thing to do in the first place, the wisdom is, is when we hear something that he has said, we can investigate it. We can see what truth there is in it. We can understand why he took that position. And then very friendly, we can reject it. Sure. Because that takes wisdom. But the ignorance is, I don't like what he said. Therefore, what he said is wrong. Yeah. Therefore, he is bad. Yeah, and when we say, therefore, he is bad, then we're already... That's, our, made that's hungry, when we're going hungry, into hell, right? Yeah, we now made we're like going... <laughs> one of the bad states. Sorry. Yeah. Right, it, that is called hell, by the way. Yeah, we're in hell. We're like, uh, yeah, it's no fun to be there. Not um, a good idea to be in that state. So it's very good then if we hear people, politicians, Dhamma teachers, doctors, it doesn't matter wh- who they are but they are already in a position of running their mouth. (laughs) So, uh, and the people who are in the habit of running their mouth sometimes will let the mouth run without the mind running also. And they'll say something ignorant. Okay. And that happens everywhere, all over the place. That in Mm -hmm. fact, the wisest thing that you can do is shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And so what, we want to be able to notice uh, more frequently. We want to be aware of like, so where we're at. So if you hear somebody say something that you don't like, notice that you don't like that. Yeah, and so and I can that notice, that's like, all I don't there like is that. to it. Yeah, just I like don't the like it, but guy. that's all there is to it. I don't have to go to the point of, and he is bad. Yeah, and so that's what I'm practicing with the, being like, yeah, take a deep breath, like wake up. Where am I at? <laughs> like, it's not to go into the hell. That's exactly right. So now we're beginning to see that all oh, Petitu Samuppada is how the mind works so that we can practice Anapanasati to make some repairs in there. Yeah. Which, and that we need to develop the skills so that we can continue to make those repairs as they become, uh, let us say, more subtle and sometimes even less frequent. Yeah, because what there's that middle, well, yeah, the feelings, they can be of varying intensity, so I imagine it's a lot easier to like go into dullness or like not mm-hmm. being aware when these things aren't super strong, even though they're present and this whole chain is occurring. So we and can- so it, In fact, it is quite um, um, clear over a period of time, every student should be able to see this in himself But after you've seen a lot of students, you see everybody does this, okay. And so there is a point when they do, in fact, get the mind fairly cleaned out so that these um, uh, points of ignorance don't happen very often. 
that means that now they go off guard. They say, okay, everything's hunky-dory now, and I don't have anything to do. And they'll yeah. trip along for a day or two, and then all of a sudden things start like that. And now they're really in it, miserable again. Last week I was in meditation. This week I felt good, but yesterday and today I feel lousy. Miserable. Yeah, that been some big feeling cycles. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, just where it's felt like, yeah, I'm like meditation master. <laughs> or like, I'm not, not meditation master, but yeah, got it all figured out. And then <laughs> the next day, it's like going to McDonald's and eating bad food and just not taking care of myself and feeling worse and worse. But the same but, yeah. process and the same um, skill development is needed. And yeah. sati is the number one item to wake up, to take a look at how we feel, up and to see what's, what's uh, in the mind. Because only then can we make changes to it. If we don't, if we're not careful, or if we're not watching what we're doing, we'll wind up anywhere. If we're not watching where, you know, where the mind is going. Yeah. And so when we do that, when we wake up, are we, okay, yeah, you said we have that, like, yeah, are we just, like, adding into that chain? We're like, oh, like, we have this new intent, or, like, bold action of, like, you know, I don't, Never mind. I don't know. We can save that for another time. <laughs> it's a dumb question. All right. Okay. Well, I think that today we've um, we've done some of the stuff with, uh, that will clear up a lot of the misimpressions that not just you but other people have had about it. Yeah, I think that, it really it, is that helps a lot. Map. And, yeah, I appreciate it that, yeah, just a map was, like, very clarifying and, um, you know, talking about how, like, you know, the feeling of it building and whatnot, that's actually just, you know, these loops, there's like these loops inside of the chain or whatever, like it, the feedback loops that let this thing like swell and swell and swell until we have big points of contact and yeah, very helpful. Sorry if my mind wasn't very sharp today. I feel like my questions are really bad, but I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, now we know what to do, what we got to actually look for, what to be on guard for. Yeah. is in fact can we be there when feelings arise yeah because that feeling in fact if we if we have the feeling of confusion arise it will build up into anxiety or stress mm -hmm. for many people but if we can say oh that's just a a, a momentary feeling never mind take a deep breath and if it's yeah, already the anxiety's there, then let's get out of our confusion, take a deep breath, and the anxiety will melt away. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That it may take a bit of uh, deep breathing to pump ourselves up enough to get out of that hell that we've landed in that we're calling anxiety or, or anger. It does take a couple of minutes to settle down if yeah. we're really upset. Yeah, but we can understand where we're at. We can like use the map to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is just part of the chain. Uh, mm -hmm. Calm down, decide not to let that anxiety go into like full blown anxiety, or <laughs> yeah, just take a deep breath and be happy. All right, excellent. Well, Clint, we'll see you later then. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Oh, bye. Okay. Bye bye.